the college experience. Top 10 small forwards, college and pro edition on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Las Vegas may be closed, but the MyBookie Casino is open 24 7. Use the promo code SGP Casino to receive 150% deposit bonus. Once again, that's promo code SGP Casino over at MyBookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid over at MyBookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Madden Mayhem, our Madden simulation tournament where we're giving away $10,000 in MyBookie credits to the winners with the best brackets. Plus, prop bets and live in game wagering on all the action. Get all the info over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Madden. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Madden. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Yes, yes, yes. Woo-wee. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby Swingin' Dantabase Dant, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. There we go. That's not bad. I'm getting there. That's every day we talk about how we're getting better at this. We still bad. suck ass. <laughs> and if you're wondering who this voice is on the other side of this microphone, it is. <laughs> the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, whoop, a wheeling and dealing, whoop. Give it up for former, former James Madison defensive back, current douchebag. Give it up for Patty C in the place to be. Hi, I like this man. Muddy, Muddy Waters got new. in, started barking, howling. Man, you got to get yourself a good dog. You know what I mean? Like this Muddy Waters guy. I I do need a good dog. I'm I am stuck in a house with two cats, and they're shitty cats, and they hate me. Right? Well, they one of them attacked me, me one time when I was there. Is that right? Yeah. You know, I, I I tried to do the same thing that I did with Little Man. This is to my girlfriend's cats. L- little Man is my cat, guys. In case you're not, Little Man Crash Bandit on uh, Instagram. There you go. Yeah. Follow, follow. Give him a follow. Yeah, I know you're thinking, why would I put my dog and my cat on Instagram? Because I don't give a fuck. Colby's one of the Colby's that guy. I was also trying to make some money, but it didn't work out that way. <laughs> Hey, so, yeah, everyone's got to have a hustle. Got to have know? a look. I still think Mud- Muddy's gaining followers at a fasty rate, but but little man, no one gives a shit, man. Yeah. They're hating hard on little man. Cats are hard to but, uh, gain gain love for. So just just a little bit of a background before we dive into our top ten small forwards edition. Yeah, buddy. Um, little man, I found I was never a cat guy, and yeah. I found my cat. Colby's disclaimer here. On the way to work one day. Yes. Uh, and he actually was under a car, a dump truck. Well, at first someone's walking with like a box. They hit. You said it was like a donut box. Yeah. You would think like a donut, uh, like a cake maybe. Yeah. And, and she trips on the curb. California's curbs have lots of breaks in them from earthquakes and stuff. Yeah. So she trips and this little, I'm at a red light in Hollywood and this little kitten 
like the size of your hand goes running underneath a dump truck for, you know, he's he, first he goes flying, hit the ground, and then he runs under the dump truck for a, what I think is like, you know, he's trying to be safe. Yeah. And the light is turning green all at the same time. Crazy. So. Ew. Imagine I, seeing this. Dude, I'm in the car with my splatted. ex and I'm telling her like, oh shit. Cause the dump truck's in front of us. Yeah. So I'm like, cover your eyes and hit the gas. She was driving. Yeah. Right. And we go forward and we don't see a dead kitten. Yeah. And we go forward maybe like 200 yards. Yeah. We're going to, we happen to be going the same direction as the dump truck. And the little shit jumps out from the, like from somewhere in the wheel well or somewhere down there. 200 yards down the road. Yeah. What? I didn't know this. Yeah, part man. So, so it jumps out and it goes into ongoing traffic, jumps into the direction on Fountain, <laughs> into ongoing traffic, right? Yeah. Goes underneath like another car or two. Yeah. Right? We see it like run off into the bushes. I said, I'm like, stop the car, stop the car. Yeah. I go out to get it. A homeless person helps me trap it. Yeah. Right? I get it. He's clawing the absolute shit in my hand. I'm not used to cats. I never had cats. Yeah. He's clawing my, my hand pretty bad. Yeah. And I a go. Harrowing tail. I go to return it to the woman. Yeah. She's gone. She's gone. She was started to run away at one point when she saw that the dump truck was about to run over her kitten. She's like, nah. But I, I mean, I, I almost think she was going to take it to like the city shelter or something because he had a, uh, you know, a bunch of fleas and stuff. And it was, gotcha. he was a city, do- a city cat. Gotcha. She probably just found him. So, so that night, the key to, to all of this is, is like, I, you know, I, I, I get him all the fleas taken off of him. That night he sleeps on my chest, shits on my chest, Patty C. Boom. And that's how you develop a good rapport with an animal. Well, I'm going to take a shit on your face tonight when we <laughs> start talking about 10. these small okay. boards. There you go. Great transition. <laughs> Thank you. But anyway, little man, you were going to say, though, about, about your cats. Oh, they're pieces of shit. I tried to give them the same treatment when Colby brought them, because Colby and I were roommates at the time. Yeah. Colby brings the cat home with his girlfriend, uh, and Colby and I treat it like a dog. Like we yeah. treat mutt. We fuck yeah. with it. You got to break it in. I mean, you got to say, hey, with it. Yeah. you give it a nookie. Yeah, we're guys. You know, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, and so uh, apparently that's not how you're supposed to treat cats or maybe. I don't think so because my little man sleeps right next to my face every night. We're, we got a great rapport. Yeah. Way cooler yeah. than the cats that, you know, my girlfriend insisted. I'm not allowed to kick their ass, but I started doing what we did with little man, throw him across the apartment. You know, he can land on his feet. Yeah. And, uh, I did that with her cats and now they don't ever trust me. <laughs> so. You, you gotta were, get them when they're young, buddy. Yeah, you do. You gotta. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, that's let's right. be honest. The truth is, really, little man's just a cool fucking dude, man. Yes, he he's a slick James Bond esque. He's a cat. really cool dude. You guys don't give a fuck about this shit. <laughs> Here we go. Let's talk about college basketball. Small forwards. Small forwards. Uh, what do you think of this list in general? Was it challenging? This was challenging. Mm. I didn't think I was. I thought when I sat there. And tried to think of college for, uh, small forwards off the top of my head. I was like, God, I'm just going to have to like pull shit out of thin air. And then like I started going through it, looked up some websites, jogged my memory. I was like, holy shit, this list is way longer than I thought it was going to be. And it's a lot more challenging. Yeah. And a matter of fact, like the, the one and done era versus like the time when players were staying longer, that made it even more challenging because you have some super dominant one and dones. Yeah. But then you have like guys that had really like, great careers for three or four years. Yeah. And so how do you place them against each other? It made it challenging. I've spent like fucking two hours sitting here drinking, yakking with Colby. Yeah. Hey, that's part of the fun, but I still don't know your list and my list is going to be better. No, no, no. Don't get crazy here. Just like in tech mobile, I will prevail. All right. Shall see. Uh, what do you got? What are you working with here? Hang on. My dog is trying to get down. I think, geez, these animals, you know what I mean? I'm an animal man. 
Colby is like uh, to all you ladies out there. <laughs> Colby has proven to be a responsible. If, if there's any ladies that that have stayed on to hear the top ten small forwards of all time college <laughs> basketball, I'm impressed. All right. <laughs> I think we might have hooked him with the cat talk for a little but bit. Yes, there. I am responsible with the. Uh, I, I've heard uh, that's a good thing for chicks. Like, if you want to get chicks, I mean, obviously having a dog shows that you can care about like an mm, animal at least. Mm. They're like they're thinking. But then when you add a cat on biological it. clock, yeah. Although, yeah, when you add the cat, I think that's good. But you have to have the dog first because I think if you're a cat guy, you there's some little, question. Yeah, there's some question. Check us there. out. I have my cat before my dog. I like cats. I, I don't judge. You know what? I thought about getting a cat because the dog is fucking high maintenance. I do understand that it's like, uh, like I take long showers and then I found out, uh, <laughs> apparently that means you're like emotionally like, uh, yeah, you know, you're a piece of shit. Basically. You're making up I knew, I told you the that. coldness in your life. Right. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I feel like the, what you're doing the with the cat. Who told you that? I saw How about it online. Just, see the world. No, it maybe it just feels good. And it's like basically a free <laughs> massage. How about that? Um, but, um, <laughs> A free massage. Yeah, it's a showering. Fucking, it's a free massage. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but uh, shower. Um, da 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 da. Cats are kind of the same way. You, you have it around. Maybe you fuck with it, but it, it's more of an emotional support <laughs> creature. My dad. My dad has a cat. He plays a game. All right. I'm. A, my dad plays a game called soccer with his cat, where he sticks a sock over the cat's head. What? And kind of like ties a string around the neck. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, the cat is fine, but he just likes to fuck with the cat and the cat doesn't like the thing. on. It's like the people that put the little shit on the uh, dogs and cats feet. You know, they give them the uh, little yeah. shoes and the cats are freaking out. That's no fucking. Different. I never did that. That's no fucking. You're, you're a nice owner. You're, you yeah. care about animals. Hey, you know. All look, right. We're all animals. All right. You're, you're, you are a fucking animal. You're an uncivilized <laughs> piece of shit. Hey, my number 10 college basketball small forward of all time. Yeah. You want me to pop it off? I've you, been popping you it off. You started off. You started off. All yeah. right. You want, you, want, you want it? You got it. You want it? You want it? You want <laughs> we're going we're gonna to bring you some old uh, tracks from one of our favorite rappers pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Eskimo. You will be introduced to him He's a sooner legend. than He's later. He's a fucking hopefully. legend. Yeah. Number 10, a Duke guy that played on one of the more dominant teams. I have a Duke guy by number 10. Shane Battier? Yeah. All Holy right. shit. We're starting things off correct. Uh, look, this is the first time you haven't fucked up the tenth person. You know what I mean? Is that right? Well, I'm gonna fuck it up on the next uh, on the NBA <laughs> list. So, Shane Battier, though. Yeah. Um, by the way, he barely edged out Lou Rowe at a UMass. Shout out to people that know Lou Rowe. He also edged out Brandon Roy of Washington, who I loved. It's a shame we never got to see Brandon Roy in the pros playing at a high level because of injuries. Oh, uh, but bad. Yeah. Yes. Look, and, and his stats would have been better his first two years, but he was riding the pine, I believe a little bit. Yeah. I mean, when you're on a team that set, yeah. t- tell us the starting lineup for that team again. I believe, I believe Jason Williams or William Avery, Jason Williams, Shane uh, Battier, Shane Carlos Boozer, Elton brand. And then on the bench, you have Corey McGetty, Corey McGetty and probably some other good players too, that I don't Holy recall. shit. I want to say that Duke team won the national champion. I mean, they did. I want to say they had lost maybe three games that entire year. One from one of the point guards or one of the shooting guards. On There's my a top chance 10. that Chris Carwell or something might've been on that team. I can't remember. Very deep. Yeah. Probably, probably Krzyzewski's best team. Really uh, good, man. I mean, yeah. it's tough when you have Bobby Hurley, Grant Hill and Christian Leitner as well. Yeah. I think it's those two teams are, are would be the ones going at it. Yeah. That would be a so good I even think that team with Christian Leitner also had Cherokee parks who made the NBA as well. He, he might've been young. 
I think I think Parks came in '92, maybe. But he played like instantly. I feel like. But I think he was gone. You never played with Leitner, huh? I'll have to double check. They might have spent one year together. I will double check on that. You keep yakking about what a fucking. Actually, I'm gonna go. So he comes in. He's averaging you know eight points a game. Then he goes to nine as a sophomore. You stayed all four years, which, like I said, it's much easier to pick a guy who stayed three, four years over one. Like Kevin Durant had one amazing year. So there's no value. I mean, it's, there's there's well, one year of value. There is value because he's on my list. He's not <laughs> so, on mine. All right. So that's where you go wrong. Um, but then, you know, 17 points in his junior year, 20 in his uh, senior year. He's getting eight, seven boards and, you know, 7.3 boards, 2.3 blocks. Shane Batty is playing ball. He is. You're right. Cherokee Parks was a freshman, Christian Leitner, senior year. I remember that. Talk about ushering in like the fucking next great Cherokee Parks never panned out. At Huntington Beach, California. Cherokee Parks? Yeah. What do you end up having? He had a good career. He was good as a freshman. He played instantly. I remember that. By his senior year, he was at 19 and 9. So, pretty solid. All right. Now, go to uh, your number nine. Shane Battier, like we said, finished his career with twenty and seven. So, but three, two, two very good years and a four-year starter on a good team. Twenty and seven and two point three blocks per game. That's actually not a four-year starter. Two point one steals too. He's fucking killing his senior year. I don't even think they kept track of starts at that point because he's not listed as a starter on any of the previous years. Interesting. Yeah, Cherokee Parks. I mean, uh, Shane Battier, beast. My number nine. Yeah. One straight out of my childhood, and like we said, this this list is going to be littered a little bit with dudes from. So we we basically said no to the Running Rebels. Yeah, I think uh, for me, and I think you did that on purpose because we knew LJ would be the number one power forward. He probably would. He uh, he probably would. It'd be real close. Um, no, but I really didn't start watching college basketball to probably to like. Guess what we have going on right now? A fucking pandemic. You know what you can do every night. When your girl goes to sleep and you say, hey, I'm not ready to go to sleep because guess what? I don't got to wake up for shit tomorrow morning. Oh, I've been doing that. So let me throw on Hank Gathers against Stacey Augman. And I've actually done that exact thing. Oh, really? Um, okay. I'm very proud of you. Then. That's why you. we're best friends. Right. right? Uh, <laughs> but I do wake up at 10 every day and I have a fuming girlfriend. Mm. Just uh, every What day. is that about that? Why is it in general? Not only your relationship. No. I feel like if a... <laughs> gonna get if a girl wakes up before you and you sleep in and you're just happy you're living a happy life yeah they gotta shit on dude you. she gets salty when i take long showers all women want to see you do the thing that turns women on the, the, the reason they like big muscles the, they just want to see you work yeah they want you to work and provide and if you're <laughs> enjoying your life you're not working to provide for them and mm. it pisses them off so she's just mad at you sleeping yeah, I'm like, hey, guess what? I'm still getting paid. Fuck you. I don't need to be up and yeah. about, you know? And then she's all, you know. Just some common decency. All right. Right? Okay. Just being a woman. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're number nine. My number nine is one of my guys that's near and dear to my heart. He would not wake you up when you're sleeping. That's right. <laughs> uh, in fact, he was a super nice guy. I got dealt a very bad card uh, by being drafted by the Washington Bullets. Uh, Colby and I played on the Hoosiers when we were. I saw this guy at a in... sandwich shop. Hey, there you go. We are talking about none other than Calbert Chaney of the Indiana Hoosiers. Higher on my list. Is that right? Higher on my list because this dude was bawling. He was in great. college. He was absolutely great. balling with I Bob Knight. I think his uh, pro career might have downgraded his college uh, ranking for me, which is unfair. Well, he was national player of the year, I think. 
One he was years, right? certainly a consensus All-American. Yeah, you're right. 1993 AP Player of the Year. Wooden he, Award, Rupp Trophy, three-time All-Big Ten. And look, I'm a kid. I'm going into a sandwich shop. Calvert Chaney sitting in there eating a sandwich or ordering a sandwich. And that's how I knew that I couldn't rank this guy number nine because he likes sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> you there know you what go. I mean? <laughs> a kindred spirit. Uh, he was very, very good. At, like, not as good in the pros. Played strong the year that the Bullets played the playoffs against the Bulls, and that, I mean the Bullets shouldn't have been a playoff team. But Mirasan, uh, six, yeah, Mirasan <laughs> was not starting at center. Mirasan hung thirty on the Bulls. That was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> uh, number nine for me. I'm gonna take it to. You, we're gonna it? talk more about Calvert Cheney, but we're gonna talk about. Deal? We're gonna talk some Bulls. Was he too soft? Was that his deal, Calvert Cheney in the pros? He just didn't have the. Uh, I mean, I, the edge. I think also the Bullets. Yeah, that franchise. Let yourself go to another team, and maybe he'd be a better contributor. Well, in in combination with the fact that it was a terribly run organization, and then the fact that the NBA was actively fucking them for the better yeah. part of a decade. Yeah. yeah. With, uh, I I think if you did a statistical analysis yeah. based on the percentages, right, that the draft was based on, they should have had like the, the first lottery. or second pick like twenty times. Yeah, you know how like <laughs> they they did that with the referees, like yeah. you know the team that I don't even for, I forget how it statistically worked out, but the, the the statisticians were able to point out that like, hey, it's impossible that the refs aren't cheating on this. It's like a one in a million chance that all these results wouldn't have happened this way, and that's how they pinned it, and that's how they fucking uh, made. Uh, Donahue, I guess, fess up, you know? Yeah. And um, then I, th- I I bet you would find something similar about the bullets draft position oh, yeah. against the, the oh, percentages. Yeah. I've always been a skeptic. That's why, you know, we take the, what's why we talk the most shit about the NBA, in my opinion, yeah. is that like they've, it's the WWE. Yeah. They've, right. they, with the, with the draft lottery and even the way Stern defended it on like Jim Rome to plead, pleads guilt to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, it's like, why would you get his first reaction? Why is, would you get that worked up? Yeah. Why? Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, do a YouTube of uh, Jim Rome. David Stern's a true scumbag. Yeah. Should we talk about that a little bit? The first response, Jim Jim Rome says he doesn't even say it himself. He's like, there are people that want people know. chatter. Yeah, people want to know whether you know the draft is fixed. There's a lot of fucking people uh, talking about this. Yeah. And Stern's reaction is, uh, did you cheat? Yeah. Are, are you, you still, still beating, beating your, your wife? wife? <laughs> it's like. You're that, the commissioner. You want to talk about though, PR. You're worried about PR. I would love PR. to hear like, uh, you know, I don't know if it's a psych. I don't know who, who would study that. But to me, that just screams guilt. Yeah. To me. Yeah. The amount of like. Why would you? Because I, I, defensiveness. If it was me and you're innocent, I'd be like, no, we don't do that. You yeah. know, like, come on. Yeah. yeah Why yeah. would we do that? Yeah. You're right. You know what I mean? Like instead to get that upset and go ahead and attack their right. character. And in combination with all the other like evidence that supports that idea. Yeah, well you I mean starting with Ewing in eighty six and, right. and you know like I said I, I was a Nick fan, but I don't think he should have been on the Knicks. The 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 stats say that like it's like that's like hitting the lottery. Yeah. I, I I'm not as uh well versed on that particular situation. I understand the general concept of it, but uh the percentages were very, very, very much against them. Is that right? They were one of the least percentage teams. They were one of the closest to the yeah. playoffs. And they also just added a, a guy named Rick Bettino. A lot of... A lot of factors. Yeah. But... Making it questionable. Um, actually, I think Bettino might have came a year later. Look, I got to check. I let me, let me go say this, too. Yeah. F- fuck being a sports conspiracy theorist. That's the last thing I want to be, Right. They're, like if you watch this Jordan documentary right now, I, 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 dude, I, I told myself I wouldn't do it. Yeah, because I'm like, 
okay, my biggest villain, they're going to do a 10 part documentary series in the time where I need sports the most. It's like him dealing a final last blow to me. Yeah. But I said, fuck it. I dove in. Yeah. Right. And some of it. Okay. Look, it makes me remind myself. I'll start off with the positive news on Jordan. Yeah. Cause I know you have a lot to say on this topic. It makes me remind myself how relentless he was. Yeah. And that I, I admire. And I also like, it just made me realize that there are, there is a level I can appreciate that maybe I don't with certain other, uh, big time, uh, athletes. Yeah. Kobe's. Like I, I truly believe that Jordan, and we talked about this prior to the episode that no matter what team he was on, he was going to play for that team and he was going to try his best to win. Yeah. I believe that because he was, uh, Jordan would have taken any team to the championship game. Well, especially like when he loses to the Pistons and he's like back at practice the, the next day and hitting the weight room. And he's like, fuck this. Yeah. Like that to me is a winner. That's a dude. As much as much as shit as we like to talk, because I know yeah. he, he killed our teams. He ripped our hearts out many, yeah. many times with a lot of help. But. Yeah, but but I'm saying is like that that I admire, and that to me like that's you're setting yourself up to be successful no matter what you do. I agree. Right? He's um, like Jerry Rice. Yeah, who is by far and away the best wide receiver of all time statistically and probably in reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think Jordan is that much better than everyone. He probably is the best player in our lifetime. Um, I do think that he had some good supporting casts, and when he didn't have that, he looked a lot like a lot of other players that well, were on the court. Once we get to uh, once we get to our top players of all time, our guy a lot like a lot of other players. Our guy, a couple a- other players. Our guy, AB Crouch, ninety three. Yeah. Alex, big LeBron supporter in this argument. He has basically wrote me a novel, and shout out, shout ah. out, shout out to Alex um, on why LeBron is better. Then Jordan, we will attack all of that when we get to that episode. I, I don't want to make I don't want to make it seem like we're forgetting about you, Alex. But we're only talking small forwards here. But I'll I feel say like this: this would be the episode to talk about that. I think we might do top ten players of all time, and then we'll, oh, yeah. that's perfect. You're right. But um, I'll say this, man: it's like the documentary. As much as I so in that in that first off, it's making me miss the old NBA because Dennis Rodman clearly is like say, saying like. I don't think you understand back then you could foul somebody really hard and it wasn't even, sometimes it wasn't even called a foul and he goes, but there was never any flagrants or technicals. The game was better than the, the fact that they showed Jordan's comments to Isaiah and Jordan is still hating this guy. And the fact that uh, Horace Grant still hates this Pistons team is awesome to me because there's, that means like that basketball is at a higher level. That right. means that you're watching it. Like, well, there's th- that has to happen. I don't, I, the last thing I, I want to do, I keep saying the last thing I want to do, but I honestly fuck, fuck like the nineties, fuck Michael Jordan being like, and fuck even David Robinson versus like, give me, give Anthony Davis a, 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 a fair crack at like his place in history, you know? But like defense was like in 1999, there was the league average for points per game was 91 right now. It's 111. That's 20 points higher, you know, 20 yeah. years later. How about the three ball? Yeah, How about that stat? The three ball, even 10 years ago, they were shooting like 13 a game and now it's at 33 a game. Yeah. That's retarded. Um, but, but, but watching this though, and seeing, you know, the hatred with Horace Grant and by the way, like, look, I get it. The Pistons uh, didn't shake hands Maybe afterwards. Like, yeah. And I think that Horace Grant's entitled to, to his, like their straight it bitches 18 a, a few years ago, but it was 13, not long before that. I think Horace Grant's entitled to his straight bitches line. Yeah. But I, I'll i say this. I love that piston. I love both the Oh four Pistons teams and the eighties Pistons teams. And mainly 
And one of the back stories of this documentary that pisses me off that we accept as a society, we're like where the Aldridge and all these other people are sitting there saying, well, the NBA didn't want the Pistons anywhere. The yeah, fact that's that the well, lead, the fact that they have an, we all started an with agenda this conversation. Yeah. of saying like, well, we don't want the Pistons to go. Yeah. We want, and he was like, no, we all knew that. And even in the episode, they're like, this is before Jordan was getting the Jordan calls. So they're like actively saying like, well, there's a thing called Jordan calls and they're getting them. Right. And it's also saying that the, the, the NBA was actively trying yeah. to prop up Michael Jordan. Another thing is Rod Thorne, the guy who drafted him. First, it shows that, and so far the, the episodes I've seen shows that like Stern was very close to Jordan. Yeah. From what I can tell, like they had a nice relationship from what I could tell. Well, clearly with silver yeah. in cahoots with him to make the documentary suggests the league office itself yeah. had a good relationship then, with Jordan. But then Rod Thorne, the guy who drafted Jordan ends up being the second hand man to Stern. Yeah. So isn't that a fucking conflict of interest? Probably a little bit. Yeah. If, if you're, if you're personal fucking like, professional credibility is tied to the success of a player. Like, and you're now in charge of, I just the hate league. the fact that they, that they're like, yeah, the league hated the Pistons being good. So I'm like, well, look, I get it. The bulls ended up beating them. And maybe that was fair and square. I have to go back and watch every game. Yeah. But like, I, to me, a league should be hands off. Let the fucking play yeah. happen. Let it dictate who the fuck wins. Yeah. Instead of them strategizing on who to be the next star, yeah. it's fucking gross to me. Yeah. It's gross. That, that's the reason that I hate Jordan. That's and the reason why the I hate the NBA. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I love basketball. I still watch the NBA. I post clips on Sports Gambling Podcast Instagram all the yeah. time because I still love it. Yeah. I'm sports deprived. I'll, I'll still tune in. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a walking, talking, well, living, breathing contradiction. Sport yeah. In, in its purest form. Oh, yeah. It bothers when you're the watching hell. the NBA. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. Oh, well, so it's anyway, what we have, but yeah. my number nine though <laughs> is a uh, guy who played in that NBA. And I think he won a championship. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take you to Winston Salem. Yeah. Where believe it or not so far, I've had Randolph Childress and I've had no, just like Chris Paul. So this is the third and I have a strong feeling there's going to be a fourth. Guy yeah. from Winston Salem, and they just fired Danny Manning this week, which uh, Colby's happy about. <laughs> I don't. I mean, not, I don't. I don't dislike Danny. I know Manning. you don't dislike yeah. him, but you have been on the Danny Manning is not. I, well, I just doing don't understand job. how he was pr- keeping his job in a place that has a good culture, a good history in basketball. Yeah, and ACC is pretty tough. But he, dude, they lost to like Houston Baptist. You know what I mean? Like you can't lose yeah. games like that. When you're losing out of conference, you don't yeah. have the same. You don't have that excuse anymore. Uh, um, I mean, they haven't made the tournament once with him. Yeah. So I'm saying like, he, he had to go, man. And I wish Danny Manning the best. And I hope they get John Beeline. They said that John Beeline, that he's not a candidate. I'm like, why is he not? Yeah. You should make him a candidate. Right. <laughs> I mean, he'll give you credibility. Yeah, I know but... maybe they look at Porter Moser or something from, from Loyola. But anyway, my guy is Josh Howard, Dallas Maverick. Uh, put up some monster, some monster numbers. Uh, I, f- I feel like the, he put up the, the final two years of his career there. Uh, I think he was. A, was he a four-year guy? He, he was, was a four-year four year guy. guy. He did uh, nine, fourteen, fourteen, and twenty through his four years. What did he board at though? He boarded at five, six, eight, and eight. So about twenty and 2. eight. Two point one steals his senior year. I like that. Yeah. One point five blocks. He's a beast to me. Those are good career stats. Uh Josh Howard, Wake Forest won an NBA championship too. Where was he for that one? Mavericks. Mavericks, that's yeah. right. That's Started, right. I believe, on the Mavericks. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good player. He's a good player. I don't remember him 
as much. But again, I was a uh, more of a regional college basketball fan, a uh, a top twenty five basketball fan at the time, mm. which still means mm. I probably would have caught some of him. But mm. um, more of an NBA guy at that time. And, and matter of fact, I hate to say it. Uh, more of an NBA guy now. I've spent almost every day just pouring through NBA stats, and that's kind of why um, the NBA has a huge edge in terms of uh, just of, as a sport on college football. And I don't know that that's college the, or, college on, college, on, on college basketball. I don't know that's the same for football, but uh, pro basketball, the stats tell so much of the story. I, did, I, I disagree. What do you mean? Like, I mean, they tell somewhat of a story, but I don't like you could sit there and say I mean, for a comparison's sake, you know? Yeah. But I also think like we're remembering once we get to like 2030. Yeah. I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't really care about anyone in the twenties or the tens. Like the, the whole league's been diluted to me. I know I'm bitter over here, but I'm saying like the scoring thing that you just told me, then I, t- I texted you the other night of why I, I there's like a hundred things that came up that made me really yeah shit on That's me as true. a fan. So like that, that hurt me. So, but you'd rather, you tell me right now, you'd rather watch one NBA game than a college basketball game. Um, I would rather, no, if I'm watching a regular season game at this point, even without knowledge of the uh, player, well, that that's what I'm getting at is knowledge of the players in the NBA. Like only the top 10 guys in the draft typically even make the league and have any kind of impact. And so, you know, most of the players in the NBA, you know, their stories you know their development, which is another topic we'll get to about, you know, why it's important to go to college against versus like, you know, going to G League. Um, but you're so much more familiar with every all the people in pro basketball than you are in college basketball. Where it's like you only have a brief period of time. It, it requires you to dive so far in. But as far as the product on the court, like if you're able to familiarize yourself with the history of college basketball and the players that are currently playing the game without a doubt for the entire regular season, it's a more entertaining product and the playoffs are probably more entertaining too. Although the NBA playoffs, when you get to the later rounds become entertaining, they still don't beat the tournament. Yeah, the tournament's but, the best in all sports. Bro. Yeah, yeah. 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 I agree with you. Um, anyway, your number eight. Uh, my number eight is a dude who could light up the, uh, score score sheet. We have the center number eight. Uh, he only stayed two years. Pacific Northwest. No, oh. my guy's that was a three years. I think Boilermaker. Oh, okay. He's on, he's a little higher on my list, but okay. he's close. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got one. Glenjamin Robinson, big dog. Oof, oof, oof. Yes, the big dog did two years. Want to bling on the Spurs? Yeah, buddy. Glenn Robinson was a black hole. Um, look, most of these guys that are scoring a decent amount in. College basketball, I'm probably shooting the ball like 15, 16 times a game. Yeah. Like it's a 40 minute game. You have to play against zone defenses. You have a coach that has more power than you. You can't just shoot the ball constantly. That said, Glenn Robinson shot the ball constantly. 22.4 shots his sophomore season, which was his last there. The dude did average 30.3 points per game his sophomore year, 24.1 his freshman year. So his freshman year was 24 and 9. Senior year, 30 and 10. Those are probably the best single season statistics of almost any yeah, player. Yeah. And he had Conzo Martin on that team too, man. That's what's amazing is like they had two ballers on yeah. that team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Purdue was good. I really thought like at the time as a kid, like seeing Glenn Robinson stats and hearing like the name big dog and hearing about his reputation. I was like, this dude is 
going to be fucking. He had incredible. a great pro career too. He had a good pro career, but he wasn't nearly the I score. Mean, I think he averaged twenty a game for the, for for a player to a average decade. more yeah. points per game in college by a lot than in pro is a very rare thing. Okay, okay, that's fair. Somewhat, I think that's accurate. <laughs> Not to Hershey Hawkins. It, it happened. It's there's rare pieces. Right. Of um. Okay, my number eight is in good old Spokane, Washington. Okay. You might remember this guy. <laughs> uh, he didn't make my list. Really? Yeah. Adam Morrison was a machine. He was. He had to talk about a, a great scoring score. machine, yeah. man. I mean, how can you not? I mean, he's got to be what just on the outside of your list then? There's a couple. Yeah, he made my honorable mention, but there's a couple things about Adam Morrison. That, well, we know he's not the best defender. But when you look at the stats, man, well, well, maybe the biggest draft bust in all time. In, he was, in he's a diabetic, you know, there's health issues there. The, this, the little sterile mustache, 28 points a game. You're talking uh, about Glenn Robinson, Glenn Robinson at 30. Okay. But 28 is 28. It's That's just true. Two, oh, 1.9 less than four less shots per game than, uh, than Robinson. So uh, and a more efficient score. Um, now he was not much of a passer. <laughs> <laughs> 2.0 career assists yeah. over three years. Yeah. Um, not much of anything except a score <laughs> rebounding, I guess 5.5. Yeah. It's decent. Um, <laughs> uh, Adam Morrison, like I said, the draft bus thing hurts him. The, I don't care. This the, is, I'm not basing it off NBA. Okay. The fucking loss in the tournament pretty early in the tournament, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Mm. Uh, hurts they him. They get upset. Hurts him. The fucking little mustache, the hair. That hurts him. <laughs> I've, I, I've heard stories that he doesn't take showers and he stinks like a motherfucker. Mm, mm. The crying like a little bitch after the mm. upset. A lot of factors working against Adam Morrison. Mm. That said, he was a nasty scorer. <laughs> so I give you credit. He's on He's on my honorable mention okay. list. Okay, so give me your number seven then. <laughs> Haters over here. <laughs> we got number seven. I got a, I got a string of one-year guys here. So I'm going to start rallying them all. No one year guys made my list. Is that right? Yeah. I respect your approach there. Okay. Because look, you can't like, to me, part of it is you got to be relevant. Like I understand Carl- Carmelo Anthony and, and, and uh, Zion Williamson. Yeah. Those guys all were great for college basketball. But the thing is, there's only one year. Well, if you don't win the championship, if anything, yeah. Anthony has the best argument. If there's no off season of you, like hunting down a championship. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's tough to like really say you were one of the best or one of the most impactful players in college basketball history. That said among the best for a single season, certainly not the best career, but for a single season, a lot of these dudes were better than some of the other dudes on the list. Uh, one and done fucks things up, but whatever my guy number, what do we say? Number seven. Yeah. Kevin Durant. 25 a game, right? 26, 25.8. Never and could get to Adam Morrison's level. 11. Huh? Also, 1.9 <laughs> steals, 1.9 blocks. Yeah, he's been chasing Adam Morrison his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 1.9 steals, you said? Yeah, basically two steals, two blocks, 11 boards, 26 <laughs> points. That's a fucking monstrous yeah. statistics. But, and he took him to the Final Four, I think. Maybe I think it may have been an elite eight, maybe final okay. four. Okay, I think I gotta go back. Either way, that. okay, that's fantastic for Texas as they're the yeah. That, at that point, we thought they team. had them rolling, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a flash in the pan. Um, so there it is, Kevin Durant. Uh, 
had a short. Did but not make my top ten. Short but great basketball career at Texas. My number seven mm-hmm. is a guy who's kind of like Adam Morrison in Omaha, Nebraska. All right. A little guy named Doug McDermott. Oh, right. he's higher on my list. Guys putting up big numbers. Yeah. Look, 14.9 freshman year. 22.9 so sophomore 15, year. 23.2. 26.7. Yeah. Just killing it. Now he was in the Missouri Valley, but that's not a disc because I think the Missouri Valley is a very, very slept on conference. I think it's better than some of the bigs a lot of the he years. He was in the Big East his senior year. Yeah. And he still put up 27 points in a senior year. Yeah, 27 and 7. Not bad. So and career that's why averages he, yeah. 22 seven boards. and 7.5. Seven boards his senior year. Well, I mean, look, eight boards his sophomore year. He yeah. averaged. He, he was better than Adam Morrison. That's Over why I, I have him a little bit better than Adam yeah, Morrison. Statistically, yeah. and like, look, that dude was legit like a wet-ass college basketball player. Like his size, 6'8", 225. Uh, he can move well enough. He's not like... Uh, getting completely out athleticized like he is in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and so he's a, just a dominant player. He's like a Larry bird in the yeah. fucking college yeah, game. That's a, that's a solid comparison. Yeah. Solid comparison. Just absolutely. I mean, this guy killed it, man. I mean, look, he's shooting 49% from three, his junior year, 48% his sophomore year. Yeah. The dude, the dude was super wet with the J. Mm. Um, so he's higher on your list. I like to hear that. Finally, you got some, some sense, some, some common sense. Hit me with your best shot at number six, number six. Here it is. Another one guy, one year guy. Give me Zion, baby. Very fortunate not to lose in the second round to UCF. Zion Williamson this past year has the most electrifying college basketball season of any player in college basketball history that I can remember. I was about to say, I was like Larry Johnson, buddy. And he he capped it off with winning a natty. That's true. Again, something that makes college basketball better than pro basketball is they didn't push Zion into even the final four. Yeah. He got knocked out in the lead eight because they there was let, no agenda to say, hey, he's our favorite basketball player. Uh, they're gonna get more ratings. Yeah. If he if he is great, right. we gotta put we him get more money. We put more spotlight and yeah. Right. No. Knocked out in the lead eight, but he was the national player of the year, consensus all American. Uh, 20, 23 points, nine boards, two, uh, two steals, two blocks, not much of on the assist, but he's also sharing the fucking ball with RJ Barrett. Um, and, uh, they had a good team. Who's the guy that was in Atlanta that went to Atlanta? Uh, they had RJ Barrett. They had the guy uh, that was there this year, Trey Jones. Yeah. They had a lot. They had, who went to Atlanta? I know you're talking about six, eight wing. Uh, yeah, they I had some players. About. So, anyways, Zion, uh, it, it's it is almost a shame that they didn't go because it was entertaining. But I, I prefer it by far. Than they should. They almost lost in the second round. Questionable, questionable non-call. Yeah, there's maybe yeah. a little bit of it going on, but yeah. not a ton of it. Well, look, I mean, I, I actually think that not that UCF game. You can argue both sides. Yeah, I think it's decently fair, and the refs got to make a call one way or not. Yeah, it's so, not the end of the world. Yeah. Um. That was your number six. That was my number six. My number six is the big dog. Glenn Robinson barking. Look, we already kind of went through him. Big dog was nasty in college at Purdue getting what? 30 a game. You said his, his second year, sophomore <laughs> year. Yeah. What's amazing is he came in on his freshman year, averaging 20 something 24. Yeah. That's, that's incredible on your freshman year. Uh, 
Big Doug Robinson was was doing it. Won an NBA championship as well. And not afraid to shoot. Look, look, Didn't they, go that. Uh, they got. I mean, they they had a little tournament success, but they definitely underachieved with him and Quanzo Martin. Yeah. Think think about this though. Len Robinson scored thirty points a game on twenty two point four believe uh, shots per game. I believe Zion Williamson scored twenty two point six mm. on thirteen point two shots per game. It's, uh, the yeah. dude's shooting the ball almost twice as much as a guy like Zion. And uh, but Z- to be fair, Zion supporting cast because I know Quanzo Martin's good, yeah. but I think other than that, there wasn't much at Purdue. Glenn Robinson was at Purdue with Gene K- Gene Katie. By the way, shout out to uh, Gene Katie and Purdue. And if you if you're real swift, you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. We had one of their uh, former college basketball head coach and current analyst and uh, former assistant on the Purdue team in the early '90s, late '80s. Uh, an interview. I'll just leave it at that. We have one Steve Lavin. Boom. Winner of the national championship in 2000 or 1994 with UCLA. Yep. Uh, went on to coach at uh, St. John's. But uh, was that UCLA for a coach? Baron Davis, Matt Barnes, uh, the O'Bannon brothers. Oh, yeah. So Tyus Edney. So right. check out our interview, Sports Game Podcast, with an interview with Steve Lavin. Buddy. Starting to get some uh, some interesting characters yeah, coming man. on. Great guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Uh, Big, uh, highly educated dude, man. Having a conversation with him on and off the air. Highly educated dude. Uh, cool dude. Cool dude for sure, man. So check out the Steve Labin interview, man. He did def- pretty well for himself. Uh, I hope he gets back in the college game. Look, I like him as an analyst. Think he's a great analyst. Did pretty well for himself in the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. In the in the dating department. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to dive into that, man, right. but I mean, yeah, I see what you're doing and right. I don't like it. No <laughs> stay away from that one. Um, but yeah, check out, check out Steve Lavin, man. Uh, that, that interview is fantastic, but he was at Purdue um, in, in the early nineties and late eighties, but okay. Give me your number five. We covered much most of Glenn Robinson, the big dog. There you go. Yeah. My number five, yeah. yet another one and done. Um, this guy is a national champion. Uh, so how many national champions do you have so far? I have just Shane Battier, right? Battier. I think he's the only one. Do I have? That's what's going to be interesting here. Josh Howard didn't win it. Adam Morrison didn't win it. And my number seven was McDermott. Yeah. So I have not, I have one just Battier. but let's see how, let's see how we go from here. Yeah. Let's see. We shall see my number five. We said, yeah, is Carmelo Anthony tournament. Oh, uh, well he won. <laughs> A most Speaking valuable player. He won the national championship. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, 22.2 points, 10 boards. Um, look, we all remember him taking them to the national championship, winning it uh, at the same time. LeBron, what a great draft class that was. Mm. Carmelo's pro stats. We'll get to that uh, in a little bit here. But um, gosh, uh, the dude could definitely score. I'm going to make an argument that college basketball is better when Syracuse is really good. Okay. I just enjoy them being good. Do you find them to be a likable team? No, no. I, because especially after Bayheim's comments of like, yeah, we can't start the season with the conference game. Yeah. What are you doing? College basketball. That's a money grab. No, it's a grab for the, it's better for everybody else. We want to see better games, right? Just because yeah. it might hurt your ability to yeah. prepare for the season and check us out. They played UVA that game. They had to start that same game too. And they lost a bunch of players. Did you hear Tony Bennett whining? No, because he's a class ass guy and a hell of a good coach and a better coach than you. I said it better coach. Watch uh-huh. 20 years from now. He's going to break all of his records. 
Beheim's a pretty damn good coach. It's pretty high praise. I don't care, man. They pissed me off with that, but I still like it better when Syracuse is good. I think it's better for college basketball. Was Syracuse the team that fucking uh, we choked away a 15-point lead on in the uh, Sweet 16 a few years ago? Yes. That was tough, man. That that half-court trap is fucking unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's a good coach. I'm not. He just pissed me off with that comment. I don't personally dislike him. That comment, though, leans me into... (laughs) Got to play Virginia in game one? I would like Bayheim otherwise. Yeah, we should be playing Norfolk State and winning by 40. (laughs) Right. It's just season. The season's on, dude. You've had practice. He's the Davos. Everyone else has got to go through. Yeah, exactly. Um, Give me your number five. My number five is Calbert Chaney. National player of the year. Didn't win a championship, but was a baller. Was a certified baller. Probably the last time Indiana was relevant. How far? No, no, no. Indiana went to the national championship, lost with Mike Davis. They lost to uh, Maryland under Juan Dixon and Steve Blake in the Uh, national championship. Was that 2002? One or two? Yeah. Yeah. I did forget that. Yes. Um, But the last time Indiana was dominant. I feel consistently like. every consistently year dominant. in year out. Yeah. yeah. From the days of Damon Bailey. You remember him? Woo. <laughs> now I remember the name. Don't remember watching him. That's how Kobe, how long Kobe D has been watching college uh, hoops. It's been, it's been a long time, man. We got to, I'm excited for, can we uh, look, I, I have fun going back through these old months of old years of basketball and football footage. Yeah. But fuck man. I'm ready for sports, man. I'm ready for sports. I'm ready for sports too. Look. I just need to know that it's definitely going to be there. How about that? Yeah. I don't need it tomorrow, but I need to know that college football starting on August 28th or whatever fucking day it was. We're getting short on time here, buddy. I know. And I'm scared, man. I'm a skeptic, Ugh. but Calvert Chaney was a scoring machine. If you don't remember Calvert Chaney, absolute scoring machine in college, uh, him and Greg Graham, who was also a first round pick by the Philadelphia 76ers played for the Hornets as well. Some, how far did he take them? Uh, Calvert Chaney. I want to say elite eight, maybe or sweet 16. Okay. Off the top of my head, they had Greg Graham, Calvert Chaney. I think they might even had a big man, Todd Lindemann. <laughs> That's pulling. I think if that was the same years, that to, is pulling. I'd have to pull that up to make sure I'm hundred percent. Right. Um, that was a good team though, man. Now you gotta make me look up the tournament logs. See if you can find that stat sheet, man. See if we got Lindemann and Greg Graham. Greg Graham was a baller. I actually thought he was going to be better in the NBA. Indiana Just like Calvert Chaney, really. at that time, uh, Calvert Chaney, Greg Graham, uh, Matt Nover, Damon Bailey. Alan Bailey Henderson. was on that team. Alan Henderson. Alan Henderson. Oh, man. Four NBA player guy. Uh, no Lindemann on that team? Brian Evans. No Lindemann. Oh, man. Well, he must have been there 96 or Four something. Four NBA players on that team. Wait, who's the fourth one? Uh, Brian Evans. Yeah, that's crazy. Damon Bailey didn't make the NBA. He was a baller mm-hmm. in college. Um. Okay. So Calvert Chaney, man, that was the team. Where they where they go? What's the furthest they went? I'd have to do the math. Okay. Don't worry. Don't it's do four, math. They went to four games. You're drinking Evan Williams. Don't I think that's math. elite eight. Elite that's eight. illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Number four. Uh. Here's a guy. I started to get into the guys that actually stayed. Um. The one and dones are done for my list. Uh, a guy that Kobe br- reminded me of pre-podcast and looking up his stats. I do remember him being a beast, kind of a bust in the pros, but had a great college career. This is, uh, speaking of Syracuse, John Wallace. Mm, he's high on my list, man. He was a fucking machine. Six, eight, two twenty five. Could score like a motherfucker. Um, senior season, 22 points, nine rebounds. Uh, 
two blocks. Mm. He's higher on my list because he, but that 96 year, they lost to uh, Kentucky, I believe it was in 95, 96. He was the best player in college basketball, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I was convinced. I was actually, uh, this is one where I would have been, you know, we always talk about what we would have been sold on. We should do a top 10 on that. They lose in the national championship yeah. to Kentucky yeah. senior year. That's tough. Uh, but check us out, dude. We should do a top 10 on that at some point on who, cause we, I always am quick to point out, like I knew Russell Wilson was going to be a steal. Yeah. You know, there's certain players that I knew they're going to be good in the NBA yeah. or the NFL. Well, ones where you get wrong, we should do a top 10. We should do a top 10 on ones. We knew we were going to be good. Yeah. That were late rounds and can't yeah. be first round. And we should also do ones that we the got bust. Off. And I'm telling you, I was sold on John Wallace being good on the NBA. The I think, NBA. I think a lot of people, were. I was a hundred percent being like, he's going to be fucking nasty in the NBA. I mean, three time, all big East, uh, you know, NCA all tourney team. And he was like, a th- he, but uh, what's he kind of had that game where like he could play the three and the four. Dude. I feel like he had the height of a four, but like kind of a three. He would have at a six, eight, three with his athleticism. Yeah. He should have been. I don't get it. I, I don't get NBA it. Player. I don't, I don't understand how, how that now you're going to make me look up John Wallace's NBA career. Well, it wasn't very good, dude. Well, no disrespect, John. I'm just saying it wasn't as good as I anticipated. He only played, he still played in the NBA for five years or seven years, eight or years. It looks yeah. like, uh, only one decent year. He scored uh 14 and grabbed four and a half rebounds. Toronto, right? Uh, yeah. Other yeah. than that, Pretty much a straight up bust. Oh but. man, John Wallace, man, I was sold on him. My number, what am I on? What, uh, you just do? I just gave you my Some, number four. So my number four, I'm going to take it to Lawrence, Kansas. All righty, didn't make my list. Wow, I just don't think you remember. I don't I think don't. you remember Paul Pierce at Kansas, man. Unfortunately, I don't remember. Him I was all. sold on Paul Pierce. Thankfully, I understand that calls yeah. my college basketball knowledge into question. I'll freely admit. Yeah, I'm still uh, ascending the college. It's basketball easy to curve. see a tide turn. But uh, I do remember, uh, you know, certain parts of it. So Paul Pierce was a baller, is a baller. It's one that I was pretty confident that was going to be good in the NBA and was. That's one that worked out. Yeah. John Wallace is, is the opposite, but John Wallace is higher on my list. But uh. Dude, this Paul Pierce team, we were looking at this earlier, man. Um, he, you didn't know my ranking, but I'm saying like Jock Vaughn, uh, Ray Flafrentz, who Scott Pollard. Was Tony Delk on that team? No. Uh, Kentucky is Tony Delk. Does um, but just Kansas, a nasty team. I always get Kansas, he, was, he was there with Ostertag maybe a year or two before, I think. Uh, Pierce. Pierce? Yeah. They were a good team. They won the national championship. Yeah. Yeah. Very nasty. Um, from Fairfax high school right here in, uh, Los Angeles. That's true. Hollywood. That is true. Not far Shout from out. my crib. Yeah, man. Um, hit me with, uh, hit me with your number three. My number three hit a lot of threes. We already talked about him. Doug McDermott three time. Mm. All American national player of the year. Three time. I mean, first when you really team. put those four years together. You're like, damn. Yeah. I think he's the only player in our lifetime that is three time first team all American. Probably. Probably. Pretty incredible. Um so that's my number three. Yeah, yeah. My number three is a guy who I hope you have him on your list because if you don't have your my one oh you do have my two. Okay. But my three is a guy named Jamal Mashburn. He's my number two. So okay, and Jamal Mashburn was incredible. That Duke game, I can remember watching that Leitner. That Leitner, the Grand Hill, the Leitner pass. Yeah. 
with NC Nick. Um, in my, I remember it like it was yesterday, man. I can remember where I was when I saw that game. Yeah. Um, but in general, Mashburn for like three straight years was an absolute animal. Absolute animal. I think he averaged what? 20 over like 18 or 20, 13, 21 and 21. And then his rebounds were seven, eight and eight. <laughs> so career averages at 19 and mm, eight for three man. years. And he was good in the NBA. I mean, a little like, I guess he didn't, wasn't NBA as good. Had a good ass career, man. He still 19 wasn't points. As good as I thought he was going to be. Yeah. Just a little bit less, but he's still a very good pro. Yeah. And it's in his uh, peak years, the best years in order 24, 23, 22, 22, 21. You know, what, you, you know what kills Kyle is uh game seven of Nick's heat. I want to say like 99 or 2000, maybe Oh one. I think Oh one was the last year they played or yeah. they, uh, you know, they got Hardaway and Marley and, and morning 2000. You're, yeah. th- you're thinking they're going to go. No, I think it's this is when he's on the heat. You're talking about what years was he on the heat? He was on the heat from uh 97 to 2000. Maybe it's 98. One of the years it's the, f- it's game five final possession. And they, they settle on going to Mashburn who's guarded. I want to say it might've been by LJ, but he misses for the game. But I'm saying like he was pissed because he thought either Hardaway, Marley or morning should have shot that. Cause Hardaway and Marley had been very clutch throughout their career. Yeah. And morning they tried to give Mashburn his big moment. The pros. What does he do? Misses it. And then in 2000, they went to Weatherspoon. <laughs> but that, I blame that on, I think morning didn't want the shot morning passes it up and it rotates over to Weatherspoon who has to shoot it yeah. because the clock's coming down and he misses. But tisk, tisk. fun fucking the games, glory man. days. See, I don't always hate the NBA. <laughs> um, you are an old curmudgeon. I am. You hate hey, more and more things the older we get. I do. I hate you. To tell you the truth. Well, <laughs> you're not alone there. <laughs> give me you, your number two. That is my number two. Oh, Jamal Mashburn. Mashburn. My number two is number John two. Wallace. All right. He was unbelievable in college. I was sold on them. I loved watching this guy play college basketball at Syracuse, and I... I Look, I wish I could go back to those days in many, 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 many ways to quote Commandant Lassard of the Police Academy. Um, yeah, I mean, he went to the he went to the national championship, dude. Yeah, he like was a force. He was to me the best player in college basketball that year, and he was so New York. That yeah. was such a, a yeah. New York. Remember his movement, Carl Canais. No, oh, dude, he signed the shoe deal with Carl Canai. Uh, you should Google it because it's, it's what the fuck is horrible. Carl Kanai? You, you, it, don't worry, it's fashion. You were Carl. you were busy being defensive defensive back at James Madison, <laughs> and even Kanai. He wait, he's signed a shoe contract with them. <laughs> Tell me, you see the ads? Are you seeing the ads? Let me. Uh, it's K A R L K A N I. Yeah, I believe off the top of my head. Jim or uh, John Wallace. I'm gonna have to look this up. It's like shining a shoe deal with FUBU or something. Yeah, I mean, it was... it was. Oh, uh, these are terrible. Yeah. It was, Good Lord. It was pretty hilarious. Some, some, some uh, bad management. I can't blame him. You take a check. You take a check and you get out of there. All right? <laughs> he got some money. Good yeah. for him. Uh, they actually don't look that different from the Iversons, aside from the fucking giant canai written on the side. Yeah. So, wait. Who's your number two? It's Mashburn, right? Yeah. So, our number ones are the same? Presumably. A guy from South Lakes High School? That's right. Your rival? Just five minutes up the road. I met him. My brother was taught 
in third grade by Grand Hill's teacher, by Grand Hill's coach. He taught at my brother's elementary school, or my mm. elementary school. Mm. And uh, he was my brother's teacher while Grand Hill was at, at South Lakes. Well, I met Grand Hill, went to his basketball camp as a uh, probably, what, I don't know, middle school or something like that. Yeah. I met Grand Hill, met Christian Leitner. Yeah. He was there to, to make an appearance for him. Nice. friends. At South Lakes? Yeah. Very cool. So Joey Beard was there. Who Joey end, Beard, yeah. Ended up at Duke. Tra- BU tra- transfer also. Yeah. yeah. How do you have two fucking early 90s Duke basketball players in the same high school team? <laughs> That's Wendell Bird. That's an all-time legendary coach. And look, you want to talk about a legendary high school rivalry. Wendy Bird is that chick from Ozarks. That's her character. <laughs> Wendy Bird. Nice. <laughs> Laura Linney. Great actress. Anyway. I like her getting plowed in the first episode. Dude, she's a random. great actress, man. Yeah, she is a good actress. She's always a great actress, yeah. Uh, Gary Hall, who is, I believe, I don't know if the game happened, but was scheduled to be the McDonald's All-American basketball coach this year. Yeah. He had recently left Herndon. Uh, to go to a private school somewhere, uh, God knows where. Yeah. Um, but for 30 years, maybe he was Hernan's head coach, and and uh, Wendell Bird was as well. Hernan South Lakes every year a complete fucking shutdown. Grant Hill was one of the staples of that rivalry's development. Yeah. Grant Hill, by the way, Scotty Reynolds was he in that? Scotty Reynolds was yeah. first team All American. Yeah. Was Villanova went to first team All American? Yeah, yeah. Hit that great shot in the uh, Elite Eight to go to the Grant, Final Four. Grant Hill though, yeah. three Final Fours in four years. Yeah. Three final fours in four years. Two of them winning the national championship. Think about how big of a power play that is if he talks to another college basketball or any other player that played college basketball. Yeah, I went to the, yeah I went, that was the first year I went to the final four. That was the second right. year I went to the final Oh, no, that was the third year I went to the yeah. final four. Where'd they go? They went to the Sweet 16. The only the, guy who can say F you know, a They went bit to round of 32. Is a guy named Jason Kidd and Lamont Murray. I think Cal, uh, who Ewing may have Duke. gone four times. That might have been. That might have been back then. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that being like that because those those Georgetown teams were so nasty. David Wingate, Reggie Williams, no, uh, Sleepy Floyd, Sleepy Floyd. I mean, just a filthy, filthy team. Yeah. Like just unbelievable. Like those teams, they can be in that same argument. You were talking about best college basketball teams of all time. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. The fact that like Jordan had to beat them on a buzzer beater. Well, Jordan's team, first off, had Worthy and Jordan. No, no, no. It also had Kenny Smith and Sam Perkins. <laughs> Jeez. People don't realize what they're watching yeah. is that you're getting four top 10 picks on North Carolina. Well, college basketball will never be that again. Yeah. Unfortunately. But <laughs> that, that, that was literally like, take, take the rookie and sophomore, like all-star teams. Kenny Smith at one, Jordan at two, Worthy at three, which you might've been playing four in college and Perkins at the big man. Yeah. Whew. Take, take, take the stars that they are, are the slightly better than Georgetown. So it played out correctly. Yeah. I feel like they're slightly Georgetown's much more grittier defensively. Yeah. Reggie Williams, Wingate was a fucking beast on the defense. Georgetown lost to Sleepy Floyd, Massimino's yeah. Villanova Wildcats. They had Ed Pinckney. They made beat the, yeah. uh, Elijah Wan. The, the, the one against Faisalamajan. The one against Drexler against Massimino is the one they should have definitely won. Yeah, that was a huge upset. They lost to Jordan on a last on, by one point on a yeah. last minute buzzer. I believe it was. Uh, well, even worse was that didn't didn't Sleepy uh, Floyd throws the ball away to, to, to fucking worthy or yeah yeah. Oh man! Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 a tough way to lose it, right that, there. That, he was. That's kind of the story of Ewing's whole career. Yeah, so fucking close. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he gets it done at Georgetown. We're Me rooting too. for you. Me Ewing. too, man. I yeah. like how you had Murasan's son there playing this year. Beautiful. He's trying to bring back uh, low post basketball. Is Patrick Ewing the savior of basketball? He could be, man. He could. be. I am rooting hard for him. Grant Hill's our number one though. Three Final Fours, and you can't you can't 
it, it you can't beat that man. super well-rounded game um look the stats don't 100 percent back it up even though he was statistically very good you know uh 17 and uh seven his senior year yeah 18 and six his senior or the year before so um but he was surrounded by Bobby Hurley, Christian Leitner. You know, it's hard to get. It would be fill the bucket. We almost constantly. need to do a bracket of the best teams ever. Yeah, they'd one be of up these there. one of these years, man. Um, look, I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. There are no sports on TV right now, obviously, and the casinos are all shut down. So you might as well be asking yourself. Well, I'm sure you're asking yourself. I'm bored. What am I going to do? For Patty C, you know, I know he's thinking that. I got right hand. I got left hand. <laughs> I got options. Well, my bookie has an answer for you other than your options. They are now <laughs> offering you the opportunity to bet on simulated sports. So you can get that itch scratched and win some cash. Make sure you check out our own tournament. Madden mayhem. Yeah. You thought DJ and madness was great. I did too. I had a pleasure announcing it way better. than I thought it was going to be. Now we're doing the NFL three man crew. Me, Kramer, Sean announcing Madden mayhem, two games a night. And I'll get to that. I guess I should I, let me let this my bookie thing play out. The SGB guys will be doing play by play for simulated Madden games that you can bet on Thursday through Sunday. Kickoff from five uh, five Pacific time and seven Pacific time. Both games. Go to mybookie.ag and get one hundred and fifty percent deposit bonus Ooh. for the casino when you use the promo code SGP Casino. Free money. That's what I'm saying. That's mybookie.ag promo code SGP Casino. And uh, if you're looking for sportsbook action to bet on the Madden Sims, use the promo code SGP when you sign up for a thousand dollars in bonus bets. And by the way, while we're here, I'm going to tell you about Madden mayhem. We're giving away $10,000 in my bookie credits for the best brackets, live in-game wagering prop bets, futures, and much more are available at MyBookie.ag. Make sure you check out the bracket or make sure you get your bracket in it, before the tournament kicks off first games Thursday, Thursday evening, uh, April 30th, 5 PM, 8 PM. Eastern, uh, sports gambling podcast.com backslash Madden for all the details, sports gambling podcast, Madden for all the details, Patty, Get C. your brackets in. And before we do this, I want us to handicap these games Thursday. I am going to be announcing these games. Patty C. What do we got? And here's what I got to give Kramer a ton of, a ton of love here. Yeah. I like his, his vision of the first round matchups kept it divisional because it's a Madden tournament. You have all the teams in the tournament nice. starting off with the chargers at the chiefs mm. chiefs are a minus 10 and a half updated rosters. That means that no means Phillip rivers. Are they going to be starting Tyrod Taylor? Are they going to be starting uh, the Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert? You got to figure Tyrod's getting the start I think here. Tyrod's getting the start. I would have had to guess. Chiefs are a 10 and a half point favorite, but the chargers, they add defense. They get that uh, Kenneth Murray on the linebacker. He's mixed with Bosa. Now that defense could be nasty. Yeah. We're talking about a video game here. <laughs> I'm assuming the emotions, a letdown isn't going to be factored into this. Chiefs are coming off a fucking super bowl win. Yeah. Give me the chiefs. I, I think you're right. Probably on that play. It's an arrowhead, you know? Yeah. Then later in the night, we hit you with the Raiders at the Broncos. In my opinion, this is one of the most slept on rivalries in, in, in the NFL. Like to me, off the top of your head, Patty C, give me your top five NBA or NFL rivalries. Top five NFL rivalries off the top of my head. Yeah. Probably, maybe not in order, but 
probably Packers, Bears, probably Redskins, Cowboys. I think those are the top two. Okay. Yeah. Um, Steelers, Ravens. Yeah. Mm. What's crazy is that used to be the Steelers, Browns. Yeah. And then yeah. horrible this happened for 20 years. Right. But the Browns are the Ravens. So. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. They're the Front same team. Wise, yeah. yeah Art Modell. Yeah. Same players. They just left town that's and fair. went to Baltimore. That's fair. Um, then, so that's three. I would say if I really had to fucking nail down two more, I would say San Francisco, Seattle's become a great one. I don't know if I put it there. Historically, though, not there. Because the AFC, yeah, historically not there. AFC West has a few. Um, Raiders Chiefs is a great one. Um, uh, I think I think Raiders Broncos is Raiders Broncos is a great yeah. one. The whole AFC West. Um, not, not really the Chargers, really. Yeah, Chargers, not yeah. so much. Um, I I would say that's a step Giants, down from the Giants, other one. Giants, uh, Giants, Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, Niners. Redskins. Whole NFC East has great rivalries. Okay, Cowboys, Niners. Cowboys, Niners. Yeah. Top ten. It's fallen off so far, though. The lack of like year to year meetups. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, check us out. This line is Raiders minus four and a half. Raiders just added some players. Broncos. I actually think I'm taking the Broncos in the points here. It's in. It's in mile high. Yeah. You said Raiders are four and a half point favorites in mile high. And uh, Denver sucks, though. Drew Locke came on strong at the he end of last year. Did have a nice little. Uh, I like Drew Locke. Yeah, he's a likable, dude. Yeah. Four and a half for the Raiders on the road. Yeah. No, the Ravens. Raven, Raiders are favored by four. Favorite, and a half. Yeah. yeah. Um, give me the Broncos in the in the four and a half. Give me the Raiders. Mm. Mm. You like There's that? There's a lot of Lynn Bowden pick on it's this winning you over, man. Yeah, I do like it. Then we have on Friday. What do we got? Tampa at Atlanta. Ooh, Tom, Tom Tommy Brady B. goes Tampa in, Bay. Tampa Bay goes into Matt Ryan. Uh, 28-3, 28-3 flashbacks. Hello. Talking about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Matt Ryan. Uh, it's in Atlanta. It's in Atlanta, Ooh, but Tampa's a seven-point favorite. You're going to take the Falcons? Give me the, the Falcons seven? all day, baby. Uh, On that anger But tip, it's a video game. It is a video game, so actually give me Tampa Bay. <laughs> Because <laughs> they got Gronk now. Yeah. You know, I think Brady's going to get a lot of you. love. I'm going to back you on Tampa. So far, yeah. we've only disagreed on one game, but then the end of the Friday night's game is Carolina at New Orleans. Carolina, PJ Walker could be the guy. Is it Teddy Bridgewater going into New Orleans? New Orleans is a 13 and a half point favorite. Give Maddie Rule a little bit of credit here. Yeah. Ugh, it is a video game, though. It is tough to go into. You know, Nola to who that land. Is it really tough to go in there? I don't know. It's in a dome. I feel like they were good at maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, you know what? If DJ madness taught me one thing, it's that you play the under. Yeah. Go Carolina here. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or play the dog. I should yeah. say. Uh, okay. Then Saturday, Miami at new England. Now Miami historically has given new England fits. There's no yeah, that's true. Stidham is the QB I'm assuming, or is it going to be Brian Hoyer? Yeah, you got to cut. You got to tune in to check it out. Who's starting at quarterback for Miami? Is it Rosen? Is it Tua? I think it's Tua. I think it is Tua. Week one. They also have Ryan Fitzpatrick. He probably should be the starter. He's the best out of the three right now, I think. So do they start Fitz? Maybe. They probably do. Yeah, it's a video game. You're going with your highest rated quarterback, maybe. Let me tell Patriots you Patriots minus four. Oh, you're going to take it. I'm sorry. I was going to give you sorry. give a roll the dice sorry. on my guess, but sorry. no, you're good. I fucked up. Um, Patriots minus four. Give me new England. 
I'm going to back New England too. I'm not falling for this dolphin bullshit. I'm just not falling for the fact that uh, a guy who could take Matt Castle and go 11 and 5. Yeah. Is or Garoppolo, struggle. I think, went 3 and 1 as a starter. Yeah. Uh, Jets at the Bills. Bills, a six and a half point favorite. Darnold versus Allen, same draft class. Jets, the Bills. Bills, a six it's and a half. in Buffalo. Point. Give me the Bills. Give me the fucking bill. Adam Gaze. Here's the best part about me in a video game. Adam Gaze isn't there to make the fucking decisions. He's, That's true. He's virtually there, but he's not really there. I'm taking right. the jets and the <laughs> six and a half. And then come Sunday before we finish this off and, and do our normal thing with the NBA's top best small forwards. We got Detroit at green Bay. Do you like this rivalry? Me. <laughs> green Bay minus eight and a half. If Detroit wasn't playing in a dome, I would love this. Me rivalry. too. Me too. But this is in green Bay. Yeah. Green Bay minus eight and a half. Which Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Detroit completely unprepared to play in it. Yeah. Detroit sucks compared to Green Bay. Green Bay won the title of the division like 13 years in a row. What a stupid division of football. <laughs> it's a great classic division, but come on, compete. Uh, so you're taking the Packers minus eight and a half. Yeah. I am too. Chicago at Minnesota. Underrated. Know, Matty rivalry. Stafford. Matty Stafford might be able to keep him in. But yeah, give me, give me, uh, give me the pack bears at Vikings off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm going to say Vikings by seven and a half or eight Vikings minus six and a half, six and a half. Give me the Vikings, baby. This is a good rivalry. I think I feel like Packers Vikings kind of fun. Yeah. It's all right. Again. Yeah. If the Vikings played outdoors, the whole, they should play. If Minnesota university could play outdoors, you sons How of fun with the NFC. East that's what I'm all saying. Those teams played outdoors. They should be because they're the model for football. That's know? why everyone loves the Packers bears rivalry. And that's why Minnesota, that's and why Detroit, the NFC East. No will, one gives a fuck about well, those teams. Well, even the Cowboys. Now they play in a dome that like has a roof. So they never will have snow, but they used to, when they had the Leon let game and look what happened. Yeah. But the, but the Eagles giants, Redskins keeping it old school. I appreciate Love that. It. I hope Snyder, when he gets that new stadium, eventually. If he ever gets a dome, I'm gonna quit. Yeah, I mean, he will ruin the Redskins. Yeah, he already has, but that will that that will end the Redskins. Hold on, so I'm gonna go with Bears plus six and a half. Give me the Bears. Trubisky's Um, gonna shine. Now, what am I fucking thinking? Trubisky, I'm I'm gonna go Vikings. Six and a half. Yeah, yeah, go Vikings. (laughs) They did just lose uh, Stephon Diggs, but they got they drafted uh, what's his name LSU. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, those are the, those are the things happening. Once again, Madden mayhem. I, I, I have, I'm looking forward to having a, you know, to call in these games. I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. we got some other guests coming on Steve Lavin. We got a few other guests coming on that. I think you guys will appreciate. Um, now let's get to this NBA. Cause I know we're going to be fucking arguing. I know we're going to be arguing. Yeah. We'll Patty rip through C. this though. Cause this is not going to be as, as much about, uh, you know, figuring out what the hell is going on with the college small forwards. We know what's up with these NBA small forwards. And this is just uh stating your case here. So I want to hear it and I'm going to start it off yeah, by telling you, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> by leaving right. this guy off your list. Assuming you did. Uh, who is this? This is don't you fucking go there. Golden state oh my warrior. God. Oh, wait, he lit up the stat sheet. This is Chris Mullen. Oh, come Mullen. On. I can never take this guy too seriously. A dream teamer. 80s NBA had some scoring and he also <laughs> had a guy named Don Nelson. He was he ever the best player on his team? I want to ask you that honestly. He had Richmond and uh Hardaway. At one point he had Richmond Hardaway, then he had Sprewell and Weber emerge. Let me tell you about Chris Mullen's college stats cuz I just pulled up the wrong <laughs> He's stats. He's a baller. He I went want- to Rob's high school. Did he? Yeah. Man. 
three-time Big East Player of the Year, wooden award as the National Player of the Year. Out of Brooklyn, New York. Quite the fucking college player. Four-year career average, 19.5 points per game. Uh, that's the only stat worth talking about. <laughs> and that's pretty much the only stat worth talking about in his pro career. The dude, how much score. did he benefit by going to the warriors with Donnie Nelson, just shooting a million shots? Uh, probably a lot. Although I would be interested to see from a scoring standpoint, I believe he had a relatively high. Uh, Are cur- you basing this off of who you would draft? I'm basing it off what they accomplished in their career because, and, and it's a little bit of a, like, okay. Is Chris Mullen like a bigger, slightly more athletic Steve Kerr? Yes. <laughs> um, I like that. I didn't even make that comparison, but I like that. But he did. Uh, he did score a lot of points without. Well, he shot the ball a little bit sometimes, mm. but not a ton. Mm. Um, dude, he had a. There was a stretch of. I don't know. Seven, eight years here. I'll put it like this. Chris Mullen, 24 points per game over an eight year period. Chris, That's filling up the bucket. <laughs> Chris Mullen was my number 12. Okay. So not too far off. Uh, I think you could argue with my number 13, which was Sean Marion. Sure. I think Sean Marion might've been the all around better player. And I think I might draft Sean Marion. There are a couple before. clear cut levels of our list. Well, my number 11, since I'm telling you my 12 is I, Glenn Rice. Okay. Didn't make my top 10, Didn't but I think Glenn Rice been my is number better too. than Chris Mullen. Okay. Won a championship on him. And, and during that championship year that he won, he hit several big shots and had certainly a, could create his own shot. Yeah. Almost. Although Mullen was one of these big enough and crafty enough. He's a little bit like bird with the I, ball. I feel like I should put Glenn Rice in my top 10 for him. Fucking Sarah Palin. So yeah, that's true. That's got to account for something, right? That is definitely true. <laughs> I would love to plow Palin. She's pretty hot. I don't know if anyone wants to admit that. No, of course. I mean, at one point, are you kidding me? Yeah. Even now, what I mean, what get a few, get a few F Williams in you. Yeah, there you go. What do I care about if, politics? If Sarah Palin roll it into what your. What do I care about fucking politics? All these idiots out there. I, you know what I hate about our generation What's is that? how they can't deal with someone who thinks differently. Yeah. Oh, I deleted all my friends that voted for Trump. Right. Why? Because they thought versa. differently, you fucking idiot. Because yeah. that's how you think and get smarter. And look, and I'm an idiot, but yeah. I'm still smart enough to realize I can appreciate fucking difference. Yeah, and, and you're smart enough to know that you're an idiot. Yes, and that that's well, they don't even realize they're idiots. Right? That, they're like, that, I'm the smartest, yeah. and no one can think. You got to be self-aware. Right, <laughs> and that we are. We're the two biggest fucking morons you've ever listened to, and you're well aware of that by now too. Uh, <laughs> if you've if you gotten this far in the podcast, you are well aware of that. <laughs> My number 10 is Andre Iguodala. He's my number nine. So let's talk. He's a true asshole. He's a true. Uh, this is one of my favorite. If you were to ask me who yeah. my favorite player in the NBA was probably two years ago. Yeah. He would have been on my short list. <laughs> yeah. Before he pulled the ultimate dickhead move <laughs> by getting traded to the Memphis Grizzlies <laughs> who happened to be currently in the playoffs before Corona hit. Yeah. <laughs> And he refuses to play for them. He just punks out on the team. He's signed. Against. I can't. That will make me. That will basically make me Dan Schneider. You. Yeah. I mean, what a big bitch, dude. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Colby is sitting here talking about the reason that one of the reasons, and I'm sure we'll get to this later, that he can't fuck with LeBron compared to Jordan. Yeah. Is because he won't like stand up and fight for his team and or his country. Right. How about that? Yeah. How about being like, if he's always, I mean, we're going to go down a rabbit hole here, but I'm saying 
you're so socially aware with so many things. You're so you're so quick to socially to, to like voice. active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not socially aware. We're, we're we were aware. I'm saying, but yeah, I, I this is the alcohol talking. But socially active on so many things. Yeah, and you're so quick to go He's there. A social justice warrior. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Your all these is no, all these Muslims are getting fucking thrown in jail for no reason. Yeah, getting beat up for no reason, and oh no, I love China. <laughs> They're good by me. We're the alcohol is definitely talking. Fuck you. He was a douchebag in that moment, man. Yeah, he was. And 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 yeah, we'll get to that. But but Iguodala was a douchebag this past year doing that, and then he still got rewarded. The problem right here with the NBA, mm-hmm. he still gets rewarded thirty million dollars when he was traded to the Heat. Uh, he made out like a bandit. That w- the players have way too much. If there's any example of the players having way too much power, this is it. Exhibit A. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But I'll tell you this, if you watch his game, I fucking love his game. Athletic defender, just a beast. I know his scoring stats went down on the Warriors compared to his time in Denver and Philly, but he was he didn't need to score. I can And I can tell you this, in big games, who hit big threes and came up big and scored maybe double their uh, season average? Iguodala. Yeah. Because he was capable of that. And I feel like if, if Clay got injured or Steph got injured... Iguodala could step up and score 20. I mean, he was the guy that was guarding LeBron, too, most yeah. of the time. Oh, right? it's him and Clay, I think. Him yeah. And Clay, yeah. yeah. But he uh, was the one that gave LeBron, I think, the biggest fits because even though Clay's a great defender, didn't have the muscle. To, yeah. To, like, uh, LeBron could hit him in the post pretty tough. Yeah. No one is. LeBron's kind of like Shaq of his position where no one's going to completely stop him. Like, but, Penny, like Penny Hardaway. Nah, gosh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been fucking shoving Penny Hardaway. Pat thinks Penny Hardaway is like the same as like Mahmoud Abdul Rauf or something. It's like it's no. a, it's really annoying. No, to me. no, like, no. He's Cole, really Cole fucking thinks good. Penny Hardaway is Magic Johnson 2.0. He was on that path. Oh he was on that trajectory. Gosh. Okay, maybe, but he never became it. Yeah, but Magic Johnson also talk about a gift getting born into the NBA. Yeah, by a team that is going to the finals. They already have Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah, and James Worthy. Yeah, but like a year later. No, no, no. Johnson came before Worthy. Yeah, yeah. but still. Yeah. But they had Byron Scott. They had they had fucking T. They had a. How did they get? It? He was the number one pick, right? Yeah. How the fuck did they get? Because back it? then teams were idiots. That's how the, the, the how did the Celtics have the pick to get Len Bias? Right. It's like they won the championship the whole eighties. Right. They made a trade with like the like some shit team like the Kansas City Chiefs. And we'll take or, your I'm sorry, the Kansas City Kings. Yeah. For our number one draft pick. Uh, you're a fool though, because yeah, but my Iguodala defensively is a beast. And then if you can't combine his scoring years in Philly and in Denver, he had a great career. He's, and I would easily draft him over Chris Mullen. Well, I did too. I put him over Mullen. So <laughs> there you go. Um, so that's my number nine. So go to your number nine. My number nine is Paul George. He's my number eight. Look at us. We're just swinging dicks over here, right? I'm a step ahead of you as usual. <laughs> Let's go. Paul George, Fresno State guy, put up some great numbers with the Pacers. Put a little bit of a bitch move by demanding to get traded by the, the to the or off the Pacers. Is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, off the Pacers. And what's yeah. funny is then they trade him to Oklahoma City. Nice little subtle fuck you. It's like, right. yeah, you don't like Indianapolis. Why don't you go even more into the <laughs> <Yeah>. sticks? <laughs> but he ends up in LA at the end of the day where he is from. And he's great. He's a great player. Yeah, the player Even gets his re- way responded again. Responded from that crazy injury. Yeah, player gets his way again. That's a that's a flaw here. Um, but he did respond to that injury well. And last year he averaged twenty eight points a game. Yeah, he's had some good years. He's a baller. His last five years, 
He has averaged 24 and 7. What did he get last year rebounding and stuff? Uh, last year's rebounding wasn't too good. Uh, Assists or, or something? Two years ago when he had 28. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess was last year. Um, 6.8 boards. 8.2. No, 8.2 boards. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a 28 dump. and 8 with four rebounds. He finished in the top three in MVP with Four assists, you mean? Right? Or four yeah, assists. four assists. Yeah. Two steal, 2.2 steals. That's what I'm steals. saying. That's a fucking amazing game. And he had Westbrook season. on his team, so you know he wasn't stealing all the shots. He did. You're right. Jeez. Um, dude, how many... Will Westbrook ever play with a dude that's not, like, a, another all-star starter? <laughs> I don't know that he will. Will he ever win a championship? And I love Russell Westbrook, but he has issues with that, man. Yeah. They have talented teams. Talk there. about a dude that, like, he's he's 31 years old. He's getting along with the tooth when you think about it. For, based on his, like, maturity level. Who, you George would, or Westbrook? Westbrook. Okay, yeah. He's 31 years old. You would think he's, like, 25. Yeah. But, like... Uh, I love his effort, though, man. You love oh. his effort, but, like, uh, Jordan got over the, like, I have to score every time to make my team win. Did Iverson ever? No, and Iverson never yeah. won. But they also never gave Iverson another score. They're That's like, here's true. Mutombo. He averages 15 a game. It's like, eh, it's a West Coast 15 and... He's yeah. very offensive challenge or offensive yeah. challenge. Alan Iverson yeah. was all alone for a long time. Um, so here we go. You're uh, you're number eight. Well, I guess did we talk about Paul George now? I did. I did. We did. So you, that was your number seven. That was my number eight. Was Paul George? Your number eight is my number eight is Carmelo Anthony. He's my number seven. And I don't want to even put them on this list because you only have one playoff win. I think it is one series. One win. series win. Yeah. But the I was never impressed, in my opinion. Like I thought he was a baller, but I'm saying like I always thought his effort at times, especially like rebounding or defensively at times, stood out to Lackluster. me. Lackluster. Stood out to me. Very Derek Coleman-ish. Yeah. Ironically, they're both from Syracuse. <laughs> um, so that that he put up monster numbers though. He was one of the dudes when he was like in his prime, he could score it well. But there wasn't how do you any not win? You had a team that was very talented. We looked up, we pulled up randomly. I think it was 2004 or five. He had Chauncey Billups, uh, Marcus Camby, J.R. Smith. Now, I know J.R. Smith, you could argue, right? If that's a, a good thing or a bad thing. Nay, 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 Birdman at some yeah, point. I mean, just this. I'm like, how do they not win a fucking series? How do they not win more consistently? Yeah. I understand the West was really tough. And if they're on the East, maybe they would have beat the Cavs and LeBron, and it probably adds to a more bullshit in LeBron's career. But the facts are the facts. And I always was, to me, what always would piss me off about Carmelo is I feel like it got lazy at times. At times. Yeah. Let me let me point out these stats to you here. Oh, he, know, was de- he was definitely lazy. Well, look, I didn't want to put him in my top 10, but I look at the stats and I'm like, ah. Can't not have him in my top 10 over a 10 year period. Yeah. 10 seasons average 26.2 points per game and 6.7 rebounds. Yeah. That's, that's a filthy. fucking unbelievably productive statistical career. So uh, wait, that was your number seven. So I got to go again. You got to go again. Jesus. My number. What Let's is see this? if I'm a step ahead of you. I bet I will be my, so 10, nine, eight, seven. So my seven is Tracy McGrady. Ooh, I didn't put him on my list. So this is where we even what? out here. You have Chris Mullen over Tracy McGrady? I must have forgotten Tracy McGrady. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Maybe I thought about Tracy McGrady as a two. I'm like, Tra- uh, Chris Mullen over Tracy McGrady. I probably, I, I didn't think about him. Let's be honest. Okay. Give me that Evan Williams. <laughs> if I'm going to listen to this nonsense, I got a fucking drink. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that face on Chris Mullen. 
that's he's got a, a nice head of hair. Yeah, look he's at him. He's doing little, it big, man. Little baby face there. This big, is college that's before picture. he shaved his head too. Yeah, he went with the army cut. I don't he know did. who convinced him to do that. Right. I don't know what he was thinking there. And it looks like it he was the eighties uh, though. So maybe brown hair to somehow getting blonde hair. <laughs> he became like uh, Guile from uh, Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> the big flat top. Yeah, he like, became so- Kurt Russell and Soldier. You know what right. I mean? Like, <laughs> which is a very obscure movie, but a great movie nonetheless. There's like six words of dialogue. Right. Whoever wrote that screenplay, th- you better fucking love Hollywood, all right? Because right. you're still getting money from that fucking film. And there's like, uh, and he was like, Soldier enters room. <laughs> right? Soldier, Sol- Soldier says nothing, right? <laughs> Continued, right? Soldier walks over. Right. It's all action. So it's like literally you're reading the script. It's four pages. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and then like in the middle of it, it's like soldier kicks ass the end. <laughs> and some guy in Hollywood's like, this is a fucking great screenplay. Right. Let's make it. Let's put 50 mil yeah. on it. <laughs> Let's get, here's $50 million, Kurt. You lovable son of a bitch. Right. And boom, it's made. Anyway, I don't know what we're talking about here. Uh, what are we talking about? We were talking about Tracy McGrady, uh, Tracy McGrady, Soldier, Chris Mullins, Chris haircut. Mullins, okay, uh, yeah. flat top. The flat top was a real popular. He's in San Francisco. Right They're trendy. They should give him some type of full house Bob Saget look. Well, that may have been the look <laughs> back then in San Francisco. He probably wanted to be badass. There's a dude from Brooklyn that went to San Francisco. He's like, look at all these douchebags. <laughs> give me, a, you know what? Give me a, just shave it. Give me a. Right. What's that? What's that cut? The fucking military. The yeah, uh, crew. That? Yeah, give me a fucking crew cut. Yeah. Like you sure? No one does that here. Like, yeah, summer of but love. They're all pussies. Right. Give me a crew cut. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so give me your number seven then. But McGrady stats. Oh, hold on. my number seven was Carmelo. Your number seven. Go into McGrady stats. Pull up that. Yeah, you got a little device over there. Hack into the mainframe. Pull up his stats because I guarantee you he's gonna make you cry. You put Chris Mullen on this list. I forgot Tracy McGrady. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Tracy McGrady. Holy shit. Uh, talk about a peak. Man, from if through his uh prime of scoring here. Now granted it was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, where he was really scoring a lot, but twenty six point nine over seven years. Mm. Um so what's his best year? Comparable to Carmelo almost. What's although Carmelo did it slightly longer. Best year thirty two point one. Mm. That's a high peak. Get that get that whatever haircut BD. we just said it was yeah. out of here. Get, bring me those fucking, I just smoked 10 blunt eyes <laughs> and get that crew cut haircut out of here. That crew cut out of the top 10 <laughs> slow ass defender with, with foot movement. I mean, I don't know. I like Chris Mullen. I rooted for Chris Mullen yeah, except yeah. when he was on the Pacers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tracy McGrady, the animal. That's one that we got deprived seeing much like Penny Hardaway who Patty C. He doesn't, any player that gets injured mid career, I he tend not to give yeah, credit to. You don't give him the, the, the respect. That By the way, you're talking about Penny being a, a straight up point guard. Stylistically, those two remind me of each other. No. T-Max shoots the ball quite a bit more. The best comparison for Penny is magic. Gosh, I just don't see it. What? He played the ball, played the game more like Kobe and Jordan from a no, he did not. physical. Not like a he was passed first. Kobe and Jordan, one thing I know about both of them, they were never passed first. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying his body looked more like theirs. And You're always looking at men's bodies. Let's <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Keep but, uh, keep it moving here. Go to your number, go to your number, uh, whatever. My number six. You'll be glad that I put him on my pro list. This is Paul Pierce. 
Uh, yeah, he's my guy. Yeah. He should be higher. Yeah. You're fucking up. Yeah. Paul Pierce, number six. That's I'm going to go ahead room. and say that I think he was the best player on the team that won the championship. With Garnett. Yeah. I think you're wrong. Garnett, I think it was a little long in the tooth there. <sighs> Kevin Garnett came in in 96 when they went at 08, 09. Something like that. Sounds accurate. He's 12, 13 years in the league. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Statistically, you're probably right here. It looks like uh, Carmelo. Not giving a lot of love to my guy, uh, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. Typical. Typical of you. You know, just. I think it's, you know, Paul Pierce. I'm not going to lie. Maybe this is me looking at man's body too much. (laughs) (laughs) But that nappy stash. That That affects what you. That nappy hair. It just makes me hard to appreciate. Like, dude. Clean it up. So why did you have Peyton Manning so high when he had that forehead that, <laughs> that stuck out until <laughs> tomorrow? No, you're right. From a scoring standpoint, uh, Paul Pierce was certainly the guy on those teams. Now, granted, uh, Garnett was pulling in boards still, although... Well, he was a forward slash center yeah. for them, so... Actually, it's funny. Garnett's rebounding took a massive hit immediately when he came to Boston. Like the previous Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, that's probably it. If I'm looking at the previous and the East, maybe actually the East was horrible. The previous eight seasons that he was in Minnesota, Kevin Garnett was averaging 12.7 rebounds. Kevin Love was doing the same thing. That's an anomaly. You get up there, you get up there, you get 10,000 lakes in you. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're looking at the stars. That's right. Everyone's just missing shots. (laughs) No one can breathe. It's fucking 12 degrees. Uh, everyone's yeah. grabbing rebounds up there. So I think he's a lot. I he went he, from 12.8 to 9.2 the next year mm. after sustaining roughly 12.8 it's rebounds. It's like Ewing on the Sonics. It, it hit that brick wall <laughs> and it was over. Uh, okay. So my number six, cause you're really wrong with Paul Pierce. My number six is Grant Hill. He's my number five. Okay. Okay. Talk to me. You think Grant Hill's better than Paul Pierce? <sighs> Maybe that was wrong too. Hmm. Evan Williams. Evan Williams is, is truth serum. <laughs> truth serum. Uh, yeah, Grant Hill was a beast, absolute beast. Once a guy depressed. Once again, you you actually you gave credit to someone whose career got cut short because of injuries. There you go. You see, finally, it. but he happened to be from South Lakes. So it had to be a local guy, just like you normally are with UVA. I'm a homer. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, okay, so let's let's talk. Uh, Grant Hill, you're right though. When he was first like getting. Coming up in Detroit, almost well, averaged 10 Don rebounds Chaney. a game. <laughs> Don, yeah, right. he would, they would have won more if they didn't have Don Chaney. Yeah. Think about this. If Isaiah doesn't get that terrible injury, Isaiah sticks around for two or three more seasons, playing at a decently high level. Isaiah, Dumars at the two, Grant Hill at the three, Leitner at the four, Bison Daly. No, I don't know who the Thea Ratass. I mean, Thea Ratliff at, at five. I don't know who the five was at the time. I can't recall. But. That would have been a team that would have been much harder to play in the East. Yeah, right before the year before his injury, Grant Hill was averaging. They had Allen Houston on this twenty five point eight points, six point six rebounds, five point two assists. Oh man, he was good, man. Twenty one nine and seven one season. Yeah, that's fucking elite he's numbers. A beast. He's a beast. Underrated because he's quiet, very Art Monk like. Yeah. Um. All right, give me your number five. You said it was McGrant. Uh, you said Grant Hill. Okay, so I'm on my number five. Paul Pierce. No. Until he proves more to me, I have to have him number five. 
He's he's higher on no, no, my no. list. No, no, no. I'm saying this guy has to be. No, I know who you're talking about. Kawhi he's Leonard. higher on my list. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard. Look, he got a garbage championship because Kevin Durant <laughs> was injured, right? And Clay Thompson happened to get injured. He also won a championship on the Spurs. Was he the best player on the Spurs? Yes. Okay. Well, Duncan was washed. T- Parker was washed. Nobody was washed. He was, was the was dude. Greg, that- was Greg Popovich washed? Oh, what is? But what? Are, I heard a toilet flush. What did Popovich do this year? Well, without a without a Hall of Famer on his fucking roster for the first time, and they were still gonna make the playoffs. Right? No, they weren't. His wife recently died. That was like three years ago. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. But look, Kawhi Leonard. Well, how about this? We I just told you that Paul Pierce won a championship as the one. Yeah. How is that not fair to say? Paul Pierce is better than Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi Leonard won a championship as a one, and he won another one as a one. He's won two as a one on two different teams. Uh, one of them was a gimmick one. You say what you got to say, buddy. <laughs> a win is a win. How about this, though? Paul Pierce was should have won two. If Kendrick Perkins doesn't get injured game seven against the Lakers, he would have won two. Well, let me tell you this. The year that Golden State won the championship, right? Yeah. Uh, which was three times. But one of the years they won the championship. I know. Kawhi got injured. The Spurs rock, rocked them two out of three times in the regular season. Doesn't right? mean much to me. And they were they were up by twenty five in game one with Kawhi. And as soon that, as no, he value. leaves the game, yeah, that lead fucking I'll agree to that evaporates. I'll agree to that. But check this out. He was by far the he was the only player on that team of those years. Check this out. Yeah, Paul Pierce though didn't like to me the second championship for Kawhi Leonard is a gimmick because no Durant, no Clay Thompson. Yeah. And uh, what was uh, LeBron uh, figuring it out in LA still? Yeah. yeah. And he had a shot hit off 13 parts of the rim. The East was such in. garbage yeah. last year. Oh my God. You can't tell me honestly, if the Raptors would have went to the finals in the West, yeah. I don't buy that. No, you're right. Absolutely. hundred percent. Right. So uh, look, uh, there's a strong chance that, that Kawhi Leonard ends up by number two or three. I mean, you think about it. Uh, Clay and Durant were out. Yeah. This is two all-stars Kawhi, a hall of famer, maybe two hall of famers. Kawhi is going to end up. And I think even Iguodala missed a game or two, right? Uh, Kawhi is going to end up, I think passing Pierce and passing my number three and perhaps my number two. Okay. So don't think that I'm discrediting him. He's going to get there. It took a while, but you know what I like about Kawhi? What's that? He listened to pop and he actually, well, he didn't listen to pop in some, well, yeah, he's yeah. a fucking douche, but he did listen to pop in terms of developing his game and watching. He was one of the most like, uh, when you talk about a coaching job being evident, mm-hmm. watching Kawhi's career develop and watching his scoring ability develop. And he even gives uh, pop the credit for it. It's like, yeah, I just went through the steps, you know, pop. Would you say it's similar to watching my comedy career develop? You're at like year two of what? <laughs> um, okay. You go to hell. All right. You go to hell. I had a homeless guy tell me the other day. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I don't, I forget how, how did it come up? I'm walking by, you know, he asked me for money and I said, no, no. And he goes, you go to hell in a handbasket, <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> which I thought was a creative. I mean, like I've heard this before, but I hadn't heard it. He screamed at me. All right. So I kind of, Fucking really enjoyed it. <laughs> I was like, that's, I almost wanted to give him money for the creativity in that. Right. <laughs> said, you can go to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> I was like, okay. 
I like you. You're the buck, dude. You are cooler than you are cooler than I thought you were. All right, you come. That, right? That, that, that's what Chloe's all yeah. about. Be more up. of a dick to me. I, like, why do I like Ric Flair? He's a good dick. Right? right? No homo. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, look, <laughs> it's a great fucking clip. They got uh, yeah, We yeah, got to yeah. steal that. The sounds is <laughs> All right, my number four is. Uh, so I my, gotta my, give you my yeah, number four. Yeah, yeah, give me, give me number four. <laughs> you're gonna fucking, you're gonna hate me for this. Who's that? Scotty Pippen. Why, why am I gonna hate you? He's your number three. Yeah, well, I mean, I have someone else number four. I've given you my five. Okay. Yeah. So, you just gave me your five at Kawhi Leonard. Okay. Yeah. Scotty Pippen, Pippen's my number four because I got Kawhi ahead of him. Which we're gonna get to. I think no, I think that's fair. And both Kawhi's a better scorer than well, Scottie both Pippen have ever a was. similarity of being a complete bitch at certain points in their career. Yeah, um, absolutely factual. Yeah, um, but quitting that, on their team when yeah, their I'm team, not going. You're giving Tony who coached the final shot. Yeah, I'm gonna no. sit on the bench. Um, ego trip, ego trip. Yeah, dude, Pippen that year in '94, it was so fucking. He's a great player though. But like great defender just shooting the yeah. shit out of the ball in the all-star game became all-star MVP. It was so apparent to everyone that he was trying to like step out of Jordan shadow, which I can appreciate. Yeah. But like but going to Kukoc, who's like a fucking very good basketball player. Yeah. And, um, and the, the decoy factor. That, yeah. What is a leader supposed to do? Honestly, right. if you wanted to step out of Jordan shadow, did you, you hear Jerry Rice allow bitch? someone else to shoot the ball? Like Jordan did, did with Kerr and with Paxton. Did you hear Jerry Rice bitch when John Taylor caught the, the game winning touchdown? Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like it's like, right? Look, Paxson, Kerr, all of them hit big shots. You know what? You know what the irony of it though is? What's that? A guy like Jordan clearly demanded so much, right? Fucking pressed everyone so hard to get his way and have it his fucking way, so they can win. And then Pippen tries to do it, and then he gets shot on for it, and everyone praises Jordan for for that. Fair, but Jordan was better than Pippen. We can both agree to that. Yeah, but I don't believe that shit. You you, you treat everyone like if you're gonna well, uh, Jordan evaluate... got paid thirty million dollars and Pippen got paid like two. Well, I still don't <laughs> think that's a that's a not fair. Fair evaluation. Of course, it's not fair. I think if if you're gonna anyone that would ever try to say that's fair, get the fuck out of here. Right, exactly. But but I'm saying, obviously, Jordan though should have been the highest paid player in the league at the time. Yeah, he, yeah. he should have. But I I think that and it, from a marketing if standpoint, you're not evaluate... to go stern on you, but from a Chicago standpoint of ticket sales, yeah. You definitely want to. Well, pay that's him. why yeah. the Bulls were able to pull, pay their players so much more than any other team in the league, which again should be a giant asterisk. Oh, that is a giant asterisk. Next when, to the when Bulls, when you find out that Rodman made more than anyone on the Knicks, yeah, anyone on the Jazz, yeah, Rodman was making nine million. Stockton was making six. It's Carl like Malone, Major League Baseball. Then Dennis it's, Rodman was making tw- twice as much money as Carl Malone. Dude, it's like my friends Rob, Gary, uh, Frank. Shout them out to all my friends from New York City. But they'll talk shit when like the Yankees beat the the, the my Orioles that I grew up. Yeah. Being a fan of. And like you like, realize your payroll is no, five I'm like, times. Bro, A-Rod makes more money than the whole fucking team. That's yeah. a fact. We can look this up right now. Yeah. That's supposed to, so by definition, that's supposed to fucking happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, you're supposed that's to not destroy competition. us. The fact you're playing us in the playoffs, right. we already won. There's the fact that there's 20 million people yeah. in New York, the shithole that is New York. We love and New And there's York. no salary cap because you right. really doesn't want to be fair. Yeah. So. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but I got Paul Pierce as my number four. There you go. You got Pippen as your, as your four. Yeah. I have Pippen higher. Not by much though. Okay. But I do think this, I think Leonard's going to be better than Pippen when it's all said and done. Okay. I agree. And, and on that alone, yeah, I put him higher because I think he's already better than Pippen ever was. I think that's fair. I think that's fair because Pippen also 
all of his years as a pro, yeah. he had either a Hall of Fame coach or a Hall of Fame player with him. Yeah. Whether it be well, not on Portland. But, but he was was he the best player on Portland? Probably not. Maybe. Maybe those teams were years. those Portland teams, I would argue that Rasheed Wallace might have been. Um pull up those years with Portland. What did he lead the team in scoring? I'll see. Um Rasheed Wallace, as much as an asshole he was to the refs, fucking amazingly underrated power forward. Yeah. He might that's make our true. top ten. Scotty Pippen on Portland, he got there at 33 years old. He only averaged 12.5 points per game. No way he's the leading scorer. Dude, that team should have beat the Lakers. I still think there's a conspiracy there, too. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, we are conspiracy theorists. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Label me. You want to label me? You label me. Uh, So I got Pierce as my four. You want to crown him? Crown him. Yeah. Uh, You got your Pierce four. Okay, who do you got at number three? Because Three's Pippen. And for me, three is quiet. We just talked about Pippen. You got anything else to say about him? Amazingly good. Like amazingly, uh, one of the things I think is underrated that I was recalling as I watched this documentary and even actually the documentary didn't emphasize it yet, Yeah. but I recalled it in my own head as I watched him as he played point forward a lot. And I think there's value to that. That is invaluable. Really? Yeah. I think that's very, there's not many think about it in the nineties. I can probably only think of one other player that could play point forward or two other players. And that's Penny Hardaway and maybe Jalen Rose. Yeah. Right. Jalen Rose played the three. Penny never played the two or the three. Maybe in Phoenix, he played the two, but I'm saying when you have the capability of a six, five, six, 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 seven guy taking up the ball, eight. Yeah. Scotty. Well, for Pippen, like when the, 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 what the documentary does cover is when magic Johnson goes up and the Lakers go up one Oh, in the series. Yeah. Phil Jackson makes the adjustments and puts instead of, uh, instead of Armstrong or whoever they had on, on Johnson, they put Pippen on Johnson and they say, pick him up from the full court, make Johnson work his ass off. He's old. Yeah. And that was the difference in the, in the series. Well, really. yeah. Pippen yeah. size wise, wasn't going to ha- give up anything to yeah. magic Johnson. Um, well, he just made magic Johnson work his ass off and just turnovers. And it, it was the difference, yeah, in the especially series. an old, old yeah. Yeah. That, that takes away Johnson completely. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that's by far the Lakers best player at the time, even though they had worthy, I think Johnson was still the best player at the time. Interesting. Uh, Kawhi Leonard listed at six, seven, two twenty nine. Scotty Pippen, six, eight, two twenty five. Um, sounds Kawhi about will right. dribble up the ball for you. Yeah. They're different in that, in that capacity. It, uh, maybe it's the extra inch. Uh, but Scotty seemed like a tougher defender, even though uh, Kawhi's perimeter defensive skills, maybe even a hair better than Pippen. I think Scotty's a better defender. Uh, overall, because yeah. he could defend the post better. Yeah, yeah. But I think Kawhi's better on the uh, on the wing. Perhaps. Like, like if Kawhi, that's what happened when they would play like the Warriors. Kawhi would take away Steph Curry. He was like, or he would take away Durant. Whoever, or he'd take away Clay. Whoever he's fucking guarding, yeah. he's quick enough and long enough to take away any of them. Mm. Whereas I think a guy like Pippen might like, you know, Reggie Miller being a similar situation. Yeah. would give him trouble. Wouldn't be able to keep up with him on screens. Perhaps. I think he'd still be giving better defense than most of the NBA, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Scott, Scotty Pippen's one of the best defensive yeah. players of all yeah. times. So uh, I got Pippen at three. So do we have our two and one uh, the same? Is this just not even much of a reveal here? Yeah. I think everyone would be in agreement here. Because my, my number one, I have George McLeod. Well, I have uh Thurgood Marshall. I don't know. Who uh, the <laughs> I'm just coming up with names here. Uh, no, uh, two is Durant for me. Yeah, of course. And one is LeBron. Yeah. This one doesn't really reveal itself as much as the other ones where we argued. Right. It's pretty well, much. Sh- shooting uh, guard was the same point guard. We've actually argued. Now, if Larry bird was on this list, where would he fit? 
He'd be number two. Number two, yeah. Yeah. Durant. Where if Dominique was on this list, where would he be? Dominique. He's ahead of Carmelo to me. Yeah. He took the Hawks to the to the fucking Eastern Conference Finals. Dominique would be number five on my list. Just behind Scotty, just in front of Grant Hill. Mm. Mm. Probably because he did it for so long. He averaged like twenty eight or thirty. He shot a game. the ball a lot, but he he could fucking score. Of course, he shot the ball a lot. Who's the best scoring option on that team? Kevin, you're gonna tell me Kevin Willis is the second best scoring option? Well, you love Mookie Blaylock, so no, but that was no. He Blaylock came Strictly I think after. Defensive. Okay, and maybe maybe one year together. Yeah, late in his career. Yeah, I don't know anything about those '80s Hawks. No, he, but Blaylock was a net. In John Conkac. Yeah, third pick in the draft or something from SMU. <laughs> horrible, horrible draft pick. Guys, this is the college experience. Uh, we would really appreciate if you've made it this long and you don't hate us for all of our jokes. We are joking and all of our shit. I don't know why I got emphasis emphasize this, but I'm saying um, we would love a good iTunes review. I haven't got those in a while. I challenge all of my friends, all of our listener friends that I've been there, I've hung out, I've bought you a beer, hopefully, or you, I mean, some of them have bought me a beer too, and I appreciate that. But if you could just give us an iTunes review, we are lagging. And, it, and I don't understand it because we're lagging in the iTunes reviews, but everyone is confined to their own home. Patty C. You know what? It's like, uh, you know what? What I've noticed about myself is once you get out of rhythm, right? Laziness sets in. What did they say in cool runnings? Feel the rhythm, feel the ride. Give so, us a five-star review. It's I it's college experience time. I think they said that. <laughs> What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. Just go watch a John Can- Candy movie and you'll enjoy life better than fucking listening to us sometimes. But in the midst of all of this, please leave us an iTunes review. We appreciate you. You can find the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Instagram at the SGP Network. You can find Patty C on Twitter at Patty C831. You can find NC Nick on Twitter at NC underscore NICK. You can find me on Twitter at the Colby D. We have some great uh, Madden Mayhem coming. We got uh, some, some other guests lined up. I, I'm going to continue to push forward with, with all these artists or artists. What the fuck am I talking about? They I are got artists. Michelangelo coming on next. <laughs> um, anyway, guys, Patty, see anything you want to say to, to ride out with this episode, buddy, we fucking love you. Throw us that five-star review and we're going to keep it rocking. There we go. He's Patty C. I'm Colby D pick done D in the place to be. This is the college experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we are. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.